Welcome to the Gritty Faith Podcast. Today I'm talking about rejection. We all face it, some of us a little more than others, but it comes in life in different forms and it's really, really hard. I have faced it all my life and it is something that makes me stumble in my faith over and over again and I have to surrender to Jesus all the time in order to not let it get to me. First, I'm going to share with you a little bit about my experience with rejection. Well, I guess most of my life I have felt rejection from people in terms of what they think of me and their desire to be my friend and to love me. It's made me feel very unlovable at times um, and just inadequate and I carry that around with me a lot. When I was Um, in primary school I remember in grade 5 I have um, a cousin who's the same age as me she used to get invited to the parties and for the first time ever in grade 5 I didn't get invited I didn't get invited to a party of a guy who was supposed to be my friend I had been his friend all along in primary school from grade 1 to 5 and he didn't invite me that was my first realisation that Some people might not like who I was, might not want me around. In secondary school, I faced a huge amount of rejection, much more than primary school. I mean, my primary school days were just pretty blissful for the most part. But secondary school, wow, the amount of rejection I faced there was incredible. I really struggle to talk about it because I feel like if I admit how rejected I feel, felt if I admit what I've been through that I have been rejected time and time again I feel as though it will just lead to more rejection that those listening to this will be like whoa she's just really lame like nobody likes her (laughs) this is actually something that a friend told me when I was younger she's actually my really good friend now and I totally forgive her for it but when I was younger she was my best friend then as well And she used to tell me, this is why you have no friends. When she wanted to be mean to me, she would tell me that every time. And it really, really hurt. I mean, the reality is that I always had friends. I always had people in my life who loved me. I had family who loved me. And I had wonderful friends. I never was without friends. But I was always a person who just loved connecting to others. I loved meeting people different types of people from different backgrounds and so I would connect to a lot of people and I had a lot of acquaintances in high school I was on the football team and I was quite good at football I was the captain at one point and so I knew a lot of people and a lot of people knew me but that increased the chances of rejection that increased the chances of me not being invited to parties when my friends were by the people who I thought were my friends who or who were on the football team who should have invited me but they didn't because they decided I was too lame for their parties. I remember I had one friend in form one, the first form of high school and she was my friend. I would go to her house, we would laugh together all the time in in school but she one day, she invited me to her party in form one but form two she just didn't. She just did not invite me. There was no reason for that. 
she just didn't invite me she invited certain people and just not me and that really hurt because when we were together in class we would laugh we would connect we were friends in my mind but she just didn't um and i had a huge a huge experience with rejection in form two when i when i got to form one i had loads of friends i just connected to a bunch of people um but then in form two this one girl who i was really close to who i was very good friends with she she would be really mean to me she would say oh my gosh bianca you have really bushy eyebrows <laughs> just kidding or she would say oh my gosh bianca your hair on your legs is so long <laughs> just kidding she would just mock everything that i've done and, and a lot of things about me and then just say just kidding literally every time and this really hurt me um but there were other aspects of our friendship that i really enjoyed and i did like her a lot but one day i went to a party um, a party that i was actually invited to and i was talking to a boy i didn't really like him or anything but we were talking for like probably an hour just talking about i i do not remember what but we talked a long time and it was really enjoyable i really enjoyed talking to him i didn't think he was that cool when i before i talked to him um but this girl when we got into school the next week she had a group of my friends around her and she said to them oh my gosh i heard that bianca was talking to so and so um he told me that she was talking to him but he also told me that her breath was smelling really bad and that was just the straw on the camel's back i just could not believe she would say that about me and that was after literally like five minutes before that she told everybody i love bianca she's 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 the best friend she's such a, a lovely friend she said that and then five minutes later she embarrassed me in front of everybody while i was there thinking i had a great conversation with this guy she said that all along he would he thought my breath was smelling so i went to one of the girls who she told that to and i said oh my gosh this girl is a <laughs> b-word anyway after i did that this girl literally turned every single one of my friends in the group that i was against me that was a turning point in my life in which i was no longer considered popular i was no longer liked by the popular people and i had to literally find new friends and I was basically zoned out. I was I was I was shut off from the popular people from then on. I was not invited to as many parties. Um and I was just kind of shunned and even to the point of when I got to form 3, one of the popular girls put uh, put laxatives in my drink. Like actually started to bully me. So, you know, this this was a really really hurtful time in my life where i experienced rejection from this person but also she turned everyone against me and the fact that you could be rejected and then have 20 people decide that you're not worthy of their friendship just because you did that one thing you know where whereas they can very freely hurt other people and it doesn't matter and people still like them it was really 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 hard it sounds silly but this is one of the hardest things that I've been no, not the hardest things I've been through but this is one of the most difficult rejections I've faced I mean from then on it was like really close friends telling me you're selfish I don't want to be your friend anymore or in university this girl telling me I don't like the way you dress I don't like how you carry yourself 
I don't want to be your friend and literally cutting cutting me out of her life there was another girl in university who was like you know you're not appreciative you're not you know you're you don't contribute to this relationship and she cut me out it's just like a bunch of people like literally abandoning me abandoning me imagine like you love someone you love your friend you you're imperfect and your love is imperfect but you love this friend you love spending time with them you love getting to know them um but then they just leave they just leave that's so hard it's so hard when for some people it's parents it's a parent it hurts even more a parent who could literally turn their back on you and just walk out of your life or like my experience with my family was that my whole life I achieved grade A's I I achieved all A's I was on three national sports teams Um, I achieved so much but the moment I stopped achieving when I was confused about where I had to go in my life after university they all doubted me And I felt so unloved and so rejected. Like, you know, who I am besides my achievements didn't matter. That's how I felt. And here I tell you what happened when I got the lowest of low. When I was 22, after university, I could not figure out what I wanted to do. I didn't have a job. I I was working in a spa at the time because I really didn't have any direction. I was pursuing Jesus. My family was doubting me. My brother told me that um, I was just milking my father and I was a bum, right? And I felt so unloved and so rejected. There was only one person left who I believed loved me and that was my sister. That was my sister. But then something happened with her just months later where she said something to me. And it wasn't her fault, but she said something that hurt so much that literally meant that she was the last person to abandon me. The last person that I had in my life who I believed that loved me at the time. Imagine you only believe one person loves you. Imagine you experience rejection so many times that you only believe one person loves you and that person says something to you. I know how it feels. I know how you feel because I've been through it and after that after she did that to me I went on a downward spiral I, I, I went and I drank I got drunk for three weeks in a row I was drunk I went to church with my parents hung over I didn't want to be in my home I didn't want to face my sister I didn't want to face my parents I didn't want to face myself I literally hooked up with about four guys in, that, in the space of three weeks I went and I asked some Rasta men for their weed and I smoked it. I just wanted to be high. I just wanted to be numb. I wanted to feel, feel better. I didn't want to feel the pain. Rejection hurts. It hurts to feel as though you're not loved. It hurts. It hurts to feel as though there is nobody who knows you and loves you for who you are. Not your achievements, not what you have, not how much money you have, not not even how well you love them, but just who you are. But here's the good news. Jesus really loves you. Jesus really loves you. 
and I had to get to the point where there was not a single person left who I believed loved me, who was able to love me in a way that made me feel valuable. I had to get so low in order for Jesus to come into my life and say, Bianca, I am the only one who will ever love you the way your heart desires. And let me tell you, I have never been disappointed since then by the love of Jesus. He has always encouraged me when I feel discouraged by others. He has always led me to the word, the promises of the Bible that remind me of who I am in him. Even now, as I try to build a platform, as I, as I, you know, last year, 2020, I lost so many things. I lost my business. I lost so many things that I had built and I'm trying to rebuild. And even now it's so hard because I can't stop thinking about how many followers I have and how many views I have and how it compares to other people. But anytime I get to that place, he's, he comes, he, he, comes into my presence I come into his presence we he meets with me in the secret place where just me and him are and he reminds me Bianca no matter what you achieve in your life no matter what you have or don't have no matter what you do wrong no matter what mistakes you make no matter how many followers you have no matter how many likes you have no matter what I love you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I have knitted you together in your mother's womb. I have plans for you, of plans to give you a future and a hope. And today in 1 Corinthians 2, I read this amazing verse that is so encouraging for me today. It says, What no eye has seen, nor air heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And it's so encouraging to me because as as I look around my life and I look around and I think about, sorry, all the ways in which I've been rejected, all the reasons to think that I am unworthy and I am unlovable and I don't deserve to have anything given to me or you know just all the negative thoughts that I can think that I'm not significant all of those things the enemy tries to fill my mind with this verse reminds me that we can't even fathom what God has for us and he has that for us for those who believe in him and I know wholeheartedly I know with my whole heart that when I see Jesus that my reward is in heaven and it will not compare to what I've seen on this earth. It will not be filled with disappointment. It will not be filled with rejection. It will be filled with hope. It will be God-given. It will be from him and my my heart and my mind. And I cannot fathom what that is. Whatever we've experienced in our life, whatever highs and lows, it will not compare to what God has prepared for us who love him and I cling to that hope that one day I can run into the arms of Jesus just hug him and say Jesus I'm exhausted by this world I'm exhausted by the brokenness I am so happy 
to see you. I've been waiting for this all my life, to see you face to face, Jesus. It's just, just be encouraged by that. And also in 1 Corinthians 2, it's, it says that, it says that, um, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. How amazing is that? Today, I want to encourage you. If you believe in Jesus or you want to know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, accept him, accept him into your heart. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart today. I want you as my Lord and Savior. When you have Jesus in your heart, when you have the Spirit of God, when you accept Jesus, you have the Spirit of God in you, which allows you to understand the gifts that he has freely given to us, including Christ's resurrection, um, righteousness, grace, mercy, freedom in Christ. And to truly understand what he has prepared for us, what we can't fathom in our own mind and heart and our human brokenness but what we can fathom when we have the Spirit of God in us. You have the Spirit of God in you if you believe in Jesus and you can see. So whenever you feel that rejection, whenever you have the enemy lying to you about the fact that you're no, lying to you to say, to make you feel insignificant, unloved, unvaluable, unworthy, inadequate, you tell him, get behind me, Satan. He has to flee. The Bible says he has to flee when you tell him that. He doesn't have a choice because he's, he's not in charge. So you tell him, get behind me, Satan. I rebuke those lies. They are not true. And, and invite the Holy Spirit into you so that you can have the mind of Christ. It says in 1 Corinthians 2 as well, it says we have the mind of Christ. So rebuke the enemy. And let the Holy Spirit, invite the Holy Spirit into your heart again, into your, into your spirit, so that you will have the mind of Christ to see what he is doing, to see how incredible he is, to see who you are in him, to see how much he loves you, and to get excited about what he has prepared for you. Rejection is hard, but we're not meant to be loved by this world. And often, when you keep experiencing rejection, it's because Jesus wants you to know that he is the only one who will ever love you the way your heart desires. Be encouraged, sister, and reach out. I am always open for a chat, and I love connecting. Still today, despite the rejection I've faced, I love connecting to others so please reach out and let's chat about it thank you for listening until next time